Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for coming to Anthony's Gardening Show. My name is Anthony. I'm going to be your host again today. You know, we've actually gone through quite a bit. This past summer has been just brutal for you all, um, for all of us on the East Coast. And uh, I feel like we can all just let out a collective sigh of relief now that it's finally December. Unfortunately, what does December mean? Yep, you got that right. More stress because the holidays are coming. We've got family and all sorts of stuff. So hopefully the show will be able to kind of hopefully diffuse some of that stress and hopefully get some of your kids involved too, because I know a lot of, uh, a lot of you have kids and I know sometimes I'm not always the best at trying to include kids because I honestly, I just don't understand children. Um, I admire people who do so much. Um, I just, I've never been around them. So I want to really get your children and get the whole family involved this go around. And we've got kind of a lot to cover. So with all of that and my babbling ensuing, let's let's get going. Um, of course, right now uh, we're at the beginning of December, so let's start out with taking a walk around the outside of our yard and let's start looking at our containers. How are they holding up from Thanksgiving? And by the way, happy thanks. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I'm sorry, I should have said that at the very top of the show, but um, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And if you're still full, that means you had an awesome Thanksgiving. So anyway, back to back to our garden. Let's walk around and take a look at some of our containers and our pots. And Let's kind of start uh, deciding, okay, what about this can go into uh, the next holiday and what needs to uh, get ripped out? Hopefully, everyone has had a fairly decent year in regards to just weather for our plants. So that would actually uh, take a little bit off of our plates. But now that we have uh, the Thanksgiving behind us, we can kind of pull out the gourds, pull out the pumpkins. Uh, if we put in some uh, beautiful ribbon that had uh, fall colors to it, we can probably get rid of that. Um, if we did something with uh, some dried leaves, which is a really fun idea, folks, um, we can probably get rid of those for now. And if they're preserved, of course, let's pack them up in tissue paper, lay them flat and uh, keep them from next year because, well, let's face it. The least we have to buy each year, the better off we are. Um, I'm all for keeping as much money in my pocket as possible. But that brings us to now we have a few holes. Um, so when it comes to our pots and our containers, you know, it's a great time to start running around and grabbing things in your local nurseries, at your local Home Depot, wherever you have a rapport developed. Um, and let's kind of play around with certain ideas. There is a really great conifer that makes a good centerpiece in any container. And I recommend buying it in a one gallon unless you've got really, really big pots. But it's called an Alberta spruce or Picea glauca conica. Um, I really want you to make sure that you remember at least one of those um, Alberta spruce 
or Picea glauca conica. It's a very specific spruce. It's been you people use those for little holiday trees all the time. And it's a time when your local nurseries probably have a boatload of them in stock because they're anticipating that you're going to probably want to drop one of these in a container or two and um, kind of play around with that. In addition to that, you know what? Um, I know here in Jersey, we get a few windstorms here and there, and I love to go walking around our neighborhood because I can find all sorts of really cool things that have blown off of trees. Now, we don't have as many conifers here as you have in Washington, but Bellingham particularly, or all of Western Washington, has wicked, wicked windstorms. So for you all to get greenery, I mean, it's easy to step outside your door after a great uh, windstorm and start picking them up. What I would, what I do is I like to pick them up, bring them home, give them a fresh cut and drop them in a uh, bucket of of tepid water, kind of a lukewarm room temperature. I'm not really don't wanting it cold, but I certainly don't want it hot either. Tepid is a great way that once it's got a fresh cut, they can kind of uh, kind of open up the capillaries and the and the uh, stems, and they can start drinking again. So, but grab a uh, grab some of those. Let's go back to the craft store and let's pick up. Uh, how about some holiday themed ribbon? Um, you can get spools of it for what, six, seven dollars. Let's grab some loose glitter and let's grab quite a bit of it too, because I think we've got a lot of fun applications to it. That'll be really beautiful, easy to deal with, um, and just basically pretty. Let's also think about grabbing maybe another strand of lights. You know, if white lights are your thing, right on. If you are not afraid of color, how about we do some of those LEDs that change colors? And once we get all of these fantastic things together, let's also think about maybe finding a few more pansies uh, in our local nursery or our local grocery store or wherever you can find them. Um, pansies are pretty easy, so you don't really want to spend a, a, spend a premium uh, on that. But also, let's think about hellebores as well. Now, I know last month I brought up hellebores, but I want to kind of take the ball and run with it a little bit more. For you in the Pacific Northwest, um, Garden Spot is your go-to. Garden Spot, uh, probably if they don't have them already, they'll have them very, very soon. I encourage you to give my friend Paige a call and say, hey, did you get your hellebores in? This staff is trained every year from the nice, nice people at Skagit Gardens on the newest cultivars that have come out, um, what the difference is between the three different, the early, mid and late bloomers. There's just, they have some really, really, really terrific information. And I really, really think that if you're going to play around with hellebores, go to somebody who really, really knows them because there are some really, really, really beautiful varieties that are on the market um, today. So with that said, with our pots, you know, I really love the idea since we've got these all ripped out. Let's go ahead and drop in uh, maybe a, a spruce, one of the Alberta spruces. Let's surround it with uh, quite a few of our fallen limbs uh, that we have uh, picked up off the ground. Let's drop in a few pansies here and there, and let's kind of bring some color out. In the back, we can kind of flank that uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, Alberta spruce with some hellebore. 
I think that would be absolutely amazing. But we're going to leave a little spot right in the very, very, very center of that container. And let's go ahead and take our lights and let's have them pooled underneath a lot of this and in a lot of this. You know, and what you want to do is you really do just kind of want to play with it until you look at it and say, that looks really cool. Um, you know, get those lights kind of kind of jostled around, make sure that they're exactly how you want them. And I really love the idea of taking a really big, beautiful bow and putting it right in the center. Now, with our beautiful Alberta spruce, let's don't only do one big bow in the center, but let's make up probably about 15 smaller bows. And let's put those all over our little Alberta spruce. I think that would be absolutely beautiful. Or you could also use really small shatterproof uh, ornaments and be sure to wire them on though. Remember windstorms, Western Washington, you guys get terrible windstorms. We get them here, but not near as bad as you guys do there. So let's make sure that we really, really wire them on and, um, kind of anchor them down really, really, really well. And you can kind of go as crazy with that or as conservative with all that as you really want. But what I think is a fun idea is that after it's all done and you've got all your, your ornaments on and your lights on, take that loose glitter and put maybe about a nickel's worth in the palm of your hand and take and just pinch and just very gently sprinkle it over your Alberta spruce. And once you get enough on there, then sprinkle just a slight amount around the greenery. How beautiful. It's going to catch the light. Now, I'm a big fan of the iridescent because the iridescent really catches all sorts of light everywhere. And it's just, it's very, well, it's just pretty to look at. You know, this is kind of the time of glitz and glamour. And um, that's kind of what we're adding to this whole thing. So, Let's let's play around with that. I think it's a such a fun idea, and uh, you know what? If you have if you have spots in your garden that need a few uh, um, plants, then I really really say think about the pansies and hellebore. Now, do remember that uh, that hellebore are going to be a shade loving plant. They can take some sun, but they don't want the heat of the day, and. Remember, I always recommend buy all three of them, buy the early, the mid, and the late, because that way, right now, the earlies are blooming, and that's going to be like the Jonah, Jacob, Joshua. They refer to them as the boys, and I'm using air quotes here. But I think that would be beautiful. Those are going to be white. You know, they're going to go into the season. You're going to get a little bit more color. And then by the time the Orientalis start popping, that's where all the most beautiful color uh, hellebores are going to start happening. So... You've got this great opportunity to have literally flowers all through winter. And you know what? If we can do that, why wouldn't we? It'd be great. You're going to have the nice fragrance of the pansies. You'll have the beautiful, very regal blooms of the hellebore and just the glitz and the glamour of all the amazing hard work that you've put in with the uh, spruce, with your greenery, your ribbon, your glitter and all that kind of stuff and the lights. So you've really created kind of a festive, festive environment. And I, I usually find that the people who are prone to doing things like this are the people who will probably be doing some entertaining. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity for you to show off some of your creative abilities and say, you know what, look what I did. Now is the time, though, that we can grab some of the kids and get them involved because now is the time to start decorating outside. Now, I know traditionally 
uh, mom and dad do hang up the lights on the house and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about even more than just that. Um, what I think of when I think of the holidays is not just things that I look at, because to me, the holidays are also really about um, fragrance there. It's a total sensory immersion. Um, so, you know, and I, and I would love to claim all these ideas as my own, but I would be such a big fat liar. Um, I've been walking around our neighborhood here and looking at some of the cool things that people are doing. Um, I walked by one house and they had taken probably two or three bags of uh, navel oranges and they had ribbon them with some really cool little ribbon and then created a loop on the top of it. But they also took cloves and pushed a whole bunch of cloves in there and hung them all around their yard. I mean, there's probably about 30 oranges that they've hung all over their yard. Now, what's really, really nifty is that as I was walking by, I could smell that. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. What a cool idea. I mean, we've all seen that for decorating your tree indoors, but what a neat idea to do this outdoors. Um, it's a great opportunity. If the little woodland squirrels wants, wants to munch on it, then by all means, let them. And we're going to get to feeding the critters here in a, in a few moments, but it's such a cool idea because now you've brought in fragrance and it's something really, really cool that your kids can do. There's no sharp anything attached to that. You know, they just punch in the uh, cloves into the uh, oranges and there it is. Um, another really cool thing is you can go to like Michael's or whatever your favorite craft store is and buy a bag of small, of uh, kind of smaller, medium sized bows, put them all over your trees, dress your place up a little bit kind of show people that, hey, you know, because I know a lot of people who've got some beautiful evergreens in their garden and they've got them in very prominent areas. So it's kind of a really cool idea to dress that up. Now, I'm I'm a fan of going with like gold, like a metallic gold, because that way the moonlight's going to hit it. Your um, Christmas lights are going to hit it and reflect the, the color. It, it's going to be a little bit showier, a little bit brighter, particularly at nighttime. So I think that would really be cool. And don't just do bows. Take ribbon and take ribbon and just kind of jostle it around a little bit, uh, maybe swirling it around the uh, tree if it's not too large of a tree. Or maybe even if it is, it would look really, really, really cool. I think one of the things to keep in mind, though, is keep in mind the size of your tree and the size of your ribbon. Remember, there's going to be a scale issue there. Um, you can't have a really large tree and a very narrow ribbon. You're going to have to get a very wide ribbon if you've got a large tree, but they're available. So, um, I, but I think that would be absolutely amazing. If ribbon isn't really your thing and you prefer a little bit more of an organic vibe, you know, one of my dear friends in um, Ashland, Oregon. Her name is Seema. Hi, Seema. I love you. Um, she gave me a great idea because she's what I call my kind of my, she's my best friend, but she's very, very down to earth. She's very organic. Um, I kind of think of her as my earth mama, but she says, why not take grapevines and do a grapevine garland that goes around trees? Oh my gosh, how cool is that? Not only is it going to be a really, really beautiful look, but it's going to be a great opportunity as I move into the next section of this of feeding the wildlife, because it'll be something that you can actually hang bird feeders off of because it's a little bit more rigid than 
say, ribbon is. So I think that grapevine garland is a really cool idea. We can also make grapevine wreaths. I mean, that's pretty simple too. It's basically a circle. Now, as we continue, again, I'm a huge fan you know, well, okay, let me back up. I loathe plastic. All of you who know me know that I hate plastic anything. But in this particular case, I'm a big fan of the shatterproof ornaments or the plastic ornaments. I think those are really, really fun. It's great to use outdoors when the thought of them breaking becomes an issue or, you know, again, with our windstorms blowing off and ending up, you know, three blocks away. Um, they're not going to break. They're not going to create little shards of glass, which would really be unfortunate, but it'd be a great opportunity again, to get that light reflected off of the, off of, uh, wherever you put them and kind of dress up the whole area. It's such a cool way to do, uh, to just play and to make things look good. And it's a great opportunity to let your little ones take a little pride in what they've done. Every time they walk into the house, they're going to take a look at what they've done and it's going to fill them with a bit of pride, especially if we make sure that they know you did a good job. Now, here's kind of a really interesting thought that um, I've seen. I've done this once before and I did this years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, but I took a relatively large bag of iridescent glitter and I walked my entire lawn And I sprinkled glitter on my entire lawn. Not a lot, but just enough. And I've got to tell you, I got more compliments on what did you do to your yard? It just shimmers. Well, you know, when you do that iridescent glitter, it catches all the light. And even if it doesn't snow, it kind of looks like it may have in your yard. So it's a really fun way to bring uh, a little bit of dare I say the word magic into um, the holidays for you. And you know what? I don't know any kid that does not like playing with glitter. Okay. All of that said, I don't want any hate mail about I have got glitter all over my house because before those little guys come in and those little gals come in, we need to make sure that they are brushed off. If you have any kind of a dust brush or something like that. I recommend having it handy because anybody who's worked with glitter knows that you never get it all and you're always going to see it five years later. So no hate mail. Anthony's trying to make everything look pretty. Um, And there you go. Now let's talk about the wildlife because, you know, we don't ever want to forget our, the people that are our little feathered friends. Um, I know in, well, in Western Washington and we in in uh, New Jersey, we've got deer problems. So all of that said, um, what I don't want you to do is to throw away your pumpkins that you've carved for Halloween or that you've used for decoration for Thanksgiving. But rather, let's save all those because first of all, your pumpkins are going to be great food for the deer. And while I'm probably not so crazy about bringing deer into my own yard, um, if I, if I have something that I know that they would naturally eat anyway, I'm going to probably put it somewhere and I'm going to probably put it somewhere away from anything that I don't want them to eat. Um, but with all that said, what's really cool is to take uh, a pumpkin, cut it in half and clean out all the seeds and whatnot, but you can actually put loose bird seed in there and make a bird feeder of loose bird feed. 
um, easy to do. It's a no brainer. And then little woodland creatures come in once that's gone and munch down on the bowl. And the whole thing has just returned back to the earth. And that's kind of how things should be. Don't you think? I, I think so. Now, another great opportunity to get those uh, little ones involved. Let's grab some pine cones. Or we can grab some apples. And let's grab some peanut butter. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Now let's grab another thing of bird seed. You know, I think it is so cool to take and do bird feeders and do about 15 or 20 of them and hang them all over your yard because, oh my gosh, the birds are going to be so happy because this is right now the time when food's a little more scarce for them little monsters and God love them. They're probably uh, wondering, why is nobody feeding me anymore? So what I think is cool to do is, you know, you grab a little bit of ribbon and you're going to create a little, a little uh, hook forms that you can hang it, but then you'll take the peanut butter and just kind of smear it over the the ends. I love pine cones for this because pine cones have that um, the kind of negative area in uh, in between the bristles, and it's fun to take and just pack that, and then roll the whole thing in birdseed and hang it up in trees. I think coupled with all the other things that we've got in your yard right now. I think that is just going to be a literal winter wonderland. I think it'll be pretty. Um, I think it's um, very conscientious. I think it's something that, frankly, I wish more people would uh, would try to use because birds are important. Um, pollinators are important. But uh, since the pollinators have gone to sleep for the year, we're going to... Definitely make sure that our little feathered friends are fat and happy, and that way they'll be back next year. Um, so the pine cones are really, really good. You can also make um, a suet. Suet, of course, is basically fat and um, bird seed mixed together. And I, I, there's some really, really great YouTubes that teach you how to do it. I would uh, go through it, but I think it would be absolutely ridiculous um, to to sit and explain it to you when you can look at a video and get it in five seconds. I mean, it's just really that easy. You know, some other really cool ideas, you know, and I remember my mom used to do this when I was a little boy, when we would celebrate the winter solstice and we would make popcorn and cranberry garland. Now, the only change that I would probably make to that is I wouldn't put it on thread. I think I probably might be more inclined to put it on fishing line. Uh, fishing line will hold up a lot better. It's not going to snap or break if, you know, if something brushes against it and it'll hold its integrity a little bit better. So I love the idea of doing that. And I think, again, that's something that I might do if I had a really beautiful tree that was an actual feature of the garden that I wanted to highlight. I would probably put it on there because I think it'll be beautiful. And again, I, I just, I can't emphasize this enough. It's such a great way to bring the little ones into this equation. And, you know, it's also a great way to say, this is how they eat in the wintertime. These are the things that they eat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I love, I love the idea of doing gingerbread houses. 
you know, gingerbread houses is going to be a bit more of an indoor thing. And what I like, what I think is kind of cool is that I've been at the grocery store and they have actual kits now that you can buy. But if you wanted to really kind of do a little bit more house housebound, there are some great recipes for royal icing. Of course, royal icing is what is used to hold things together. But use graham crackers as the walls, as opposed to gingerbread. Um, graham crackers are, for the most part, pretty easily uh, easily cut to whatever size you want. And uh, they're already formed. You know, a little bit of royal icing. And I think you are good to go. Um, you know, other some other things that I think are fun to do. And this is going to be for probably the folks with maybe a little bit younger of children. Um, do you remember when you were a little uh, little child and you may have been in school, probably kindergarten, first, second grade, and you made those paper chains? Uh, you, know, you cut a bunch of strips of paper and then you made chains with them and the color, uh, you know, the paper color was usually indicative of the season. So red and green's great. I think that'd be terrific. That might be a really fun idea to let the, you know, the younger ones do, because again, the whole idea is to get the entire family involved and everybody should, as they walk through your yard, they should be saying, I think I did really, really good here. Um, or they should be able to show their friends and say, I did that. And I just think things like that are probably one of the cooler things that that you can do. Let's move on, though. Let's uh, points of interest in your garden. A lot of my people love to entertain. I happen to be one of them. I know I did a lot more entertaining in my youth, but uh, but people love to entertain when they entertain. I don't think the focus or I don't think all the attention should be indoors. I think some of it should be outdoors. One of the things that I find we miss continuously is that we decorate the house, we decorate the this and that, but we never really look into the backyard or into the gardens themselves and do something amazing there. Um, this is a great opportunity for us to really play, really do um, some cool things. So, Things that I would love to start seeing people do. You know what? Take some white lights and take and lay them on the ground. You can go pick up um, for probably about two bucks, little metal pins that are actually meant to hold down like landscape fabric and things of that nature. Take and line all of your flower beds in white lights and then just pin them down. How cool is that? Now you've outlined your garden bed. That's I, I think that's really, really sharp um, at McNaughton's uh, here in uh, in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We did that with our gardens out in the very front. We lined them with uh, with uh, lights and it looks super, 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 super sharp. So that is definitely something I think would be a lot, a lot of fun. Also, so let's think about uh, some of the proverbial holiday yard art. Um, I know that a lot of people just place these things on their lawn and call it a day. Um, I'm going to recommend other things. Um, I think in that area where you have cut back all the perennials and there's absolutely nothing there, would that be really sharp to maybe take that cut out Santa and put him there? Or to put maybe you've got one of those wire uh, shape that lights of an angel 
and put her there. Or how about this? If you don't have any of those, you can go to Lowe's and pick up waterproof foam board for about eight bucks. Put a template of whatever you want to use, whether it's a star, gingerbread man, Santa, a solar image, and you can put it on there and then you can cut it out and then you can use that. That would be a lot of fun. Those are all really, really cool ideas that I think would be a boatload of fun. Also, of course, we all know, and you're all probably waiting for this, lights, lots and lots and lots of lights. I think what's really cool to do is if I have an empty spot in my garden, particularly in my backyard, I love to focus on my backyard because I never look at my front yard. I typically always look at the backyard. And I love to take those kind of blank areas that I've cut everything back and I'd love to put an image of a sun there so, uh, and maybe directly below it, puddle some amber lights so that they shine up on it. How fun is that? I love things like that. But I also might take in uh, where I've got fountains and take some fallen greens and spray paint them with a glitter and then kind of place them all the way around there so that the light on the fountain will start reflecting some of that glitter and it'll have a little bit more of a holiday theme. I love the fallen greens. Think to yourself of different varieties of holly. What a beautiful, beautiful um, palette you can start painting from. My friends at My Garden Nursery every year have an amazing selection of fresh greenery. If you are on my side of the continent, McNaughton's has a fantastic array of greens and by the way we will be uh, we've already got our trees in so we're going to be looking forward to seeing everybody and getting everybody into a holly jolly mood i want you also to remember things like ribbon and glitter um ribbons and glitter you can do so much with that it's just a matter of finding the right type of glitter that you want to play around with you want to find some of the um, interesting colors of glitter that are really going to speak to you um, and throw that stuff everywhere. It's a, it's so much fun. This is a one time a year that you really get to deck out your front yard and you can do it without putting on a 500,000 light uh, Christmas light light show. You can do it a little bit more subtle than that. Or like I've definitely seen some of them light shows and they're pretty remarkable. So I'm not, not dissing them by any stretch. Um, but there are other ways you can do it that's maybe a little bit more conservative, not quite as out in people's face. Other re- Another really fun thing that I discovered is making candy canes out of PVC and red electrical tape. You can do some really, really cool things with that. And uh, I mean, you can you can get them bent um, places like Home Depot and Lowe's. Well, that will do all that for you. You can um, make just poles that line the walkway with it. That's really fun. And it it literally will cost you probably $10. So all manner of really, 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 really cool things um, that would just really, really, really do so many things um, in your garden. And, you know, getting, getting all the children involved, is just such a great way of 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 adding to the entire the entire season because let's face it it's it's it is a season 
of giving, but it's really, I have always thought of Christmas time as a season for um, small children. Okay, so I think I probably beat that dead horse to death, right? Um, let's kind of wrap this whole thing up then with, um, let's just start getting ready for January. Now, when I say that, what this means is that when you're out and about, you know, start looking for all the things you're going to need. That way, when January rolls around and we start talking about seeds and whatnot, um, you don't feel like you have to scramble. Um, so if you need, grab a pencil and paper. I'm going to give you kind of a shopping list that um, I want you to make sure you have. And um, if you don't, then, of course, um, it's not a bad idea to procure set items. So we're going to start out with a soil warmer. For those of you not aware, soil warmers are basically a little mat that you're going to plug in, and it's going to bring the soil temperature up to optimum germination temperatures. It's a great way to be able to say, for example, you want to start your seeds in the basement and the basement tends to be a little bit cooler. This is a really good opportunity to help maintain the soil warmth so that um, little fellows can germinate. Um, we also want to make sure that we have those little greenhouses. You know those greenhouses that you buy in the nurseries that have a tray, they've got a cell pack, and then they have a clear dome? Go ahead and stock up on a few of those. It really depends on how many um, seeds you're wanting to, to plant. And, you know, it kind of base it on that. Um, of course, we're going to want a really good uh, seed starter soil that typically tends to be a little bit lighter than potting soil. There's still peat in it, um, but it's just not quite as heavy. So it's going to hold moisture, but um, not too much. Of course, you're going to want to get a nice array of seeds. One thing I want you to do because we're in, uh, uh, that'll be in, you're going to start them in January, but you're going to be looking for them in December probably is to be sure to look at the dates on them. Um, most people are pretty good about uh, keeping the out-of-date material pulled, but um, occasionally one or two will slip by the best of us. But now here's something to think about, though. If you find some that are out-of-date and you really want them, um, know that it probably has about a 75% germination rate, which is still pretty good. See if you can uh, finagle a deal with them. Don't tell them a 75% uh, germination, though, because they'll be like, well, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, these are out of out of date. Um, how about you give these to me half price? Um, I'm all over having a great deal. You know, another great thing to get is a LED light and a timer. Now, I'm going to recommend LED UFOs. You can pick them up on Amazon. They're about 30 or 40 bucks. They're pretty cheap. They're not going to up your um, your electric bill. And if we put them on a timer, then you don't have to be running up and down stairs or wherever you choose to keep your uh, fresh batch of, of fun plants that you're going to be planting in the spring. Um, and remember, um, we definitely want an area that is going to be somewhat warm. Uh, we 
can't put them can't really do much in a garage if it's not heated particularly if we have a cooler winter um, that'll be a little counterproductive but we can certainly put it in a basement or you know what i've been known to actually grow plants in closets because i just don't have room and that and the led lights while they're fantastic lights they really mess with my eyes so i can't even look at them so i've actually been known to grow plants in closets um not a bad idea you might have a little explaining to do and your friends come over going wow what you got growing in there um it's just my annuals for next year don't get excited and uh, finally we want to make sure that we get ourselves some water soluble fertilizer um and the what i want you to do is i just want you to begin slowly collecting all of these because that way when January rolls around. This won't become such an issue, such a burden. Um, we can start playing around. And it doesn't even mean that you have to have all your seeds. And it's definitely not going to be a time that we're going to plant everything. But we are going to plant some things because that way, when spring does roll around, you're going to have some significant plants that you have paid pennies for as opposed to going to a nursery, paying a lot more for them. So it's a good opportunity to kind of play around. It's a good project in the uh, wintertime that you can kind of do. And again, kind of like when the kids walk by their decorations and they feel that pride, come on, you're going to feel that pride too when you look and say, I started that in January and now look at it. It's pretty amazing. So we've covered a lot of ground here, folks. And if you haven't uh, figured out already, yes, Next month, we are going to be talking about beginning to uh, to start playing with seeds and uh, beginning to set them and get them going. So, you know, remember, um, remember that this is Anthony and you've been gardening with me for a long time now. And I'm just thrilled that all of you have taken that time to turn, tune in to me on the first Wednesday um, of every month for relevant information on gardening and unusual techniques here on KPNW DB 